podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothman back in the chair, and it's the evening after the night before, and we're all safely gathered to discuss something unusual for Manchester City: a defeat. However, if you think of the FA Cup final in 2013 against, yes, Wigan Athletic, and 2014, the FA Cup quarter-final against, yes, Wigan Athletic, it's maybe not altogether surprising that we will be discussing a fifth-round defeat at the hands of Wigan Athletic. To discuss this issue and much more, I'm joined by three guests. Blogger, journalist, an all-round good egg, Stephen Allwise. Evening. Uh, author, journalist, and all-round good egg, Stuart Brodkin. Hello. And Tony Newgrosh. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> you look sad, Tony. Is that because of my rather petulant introduction, or is it because we have a defeat to discuss? Well, probably just because I'm a miserable git generally, but yeah, I'm still in shock from last night. I'm lost for words, which is not great for a podcast, really, but there you go. We'll, we'll get over it. Well, you need to, because we're here to discuss it. And uh, should we start, actually, Stuart, with well done Wigan Athletic? Because they defended brilliantly. They're playing against the best side in the country, some say in Europe. In the world. And, and they're, in, you know, they're in the third tier. Where and we were once. Where we were once. We remember it well. And, you know, they've beaten us. So, some credit, surely. Should we not start with well done Wigan? Set themselves up well and beat us? No. Okay. Stephen, you're, you're a more reasonable man. There's got to be some credit to Wigan yeah, they, before we get on to City, surely. They played all right. They, um, I think it's, it's always hard when teams play against us to say they were great because really they're just doing one aspect of the game, which is defending. And a few teams have done it too. Bristol City defended well, um, looked organised. You know, we didn't create that many chances. And, and when we did, we weren't ruthless enough. But you know, for for a team in the third tier, albeit one who who should or looks like they should get promoted, um, they were a lot more resolute than many Premier League defenses and Champions League defenses that we've come up against. Well, before we continue, the Man City Show is back for the season by Ladbrokes. Sign up and deposit fifty pounds, and Ladbrokes will put the same amount into your account, giving you up to fifty pounds worth of free bets. And you can find the link at bet.citypodcast.net. They were up against uh, Tony, a, a pretty much a full strength side. I think it was only three people rested uh, Edison, KDB, and Walker. The rest is pretty much full strength, isn't it? Sterling. It was. Sterling. And Sterling, yeah, fair enough. Otamendi. Okay. Yeah, but if you've got Laporte, you could argue, you know, you could argue that Laporte and uh, Stones are our, are our first choice back, too, is kind of where I'm going with that. But yeah, okay, I'll, I'll take Sterling as well. So yeah. they're not a million miles off a, a full strength city. No, side. and I think, as Pep said, I don't think we actually played that badly. It was just one of those nights. We, I think we've played another thousand times. We'd win on every single occasion. They were, I think you're right, they defended brilliantly. We didn't get a single break. They scored with their one shot on target. It happens. Good luck to them. You know, you can't have any complaints. Wasn't particularly nice after the game, but, you know, well done, Wigan. There you go. I've said it. You've said it now. We might come, I'm sure we'll come on to that whole sort of stuff. So, so Stuart, it was one of those nights, at, at some of the stats, it was 80% possession in the second 83. half. 83%. 83% yeah, possession. With 10 men in 45 minutes. Exactly. Um, we had 29 shots. 15 were blocked. It shows you how they put their lives on the line, basically. And it's... A, you need a bit of you need a couple of breaks against teams that will actually throw their bodies in the way on every occasion. You know, not caring whether they get hurt or not. Um, 
We never got a break. We Not from the first minute to the last. Uh, KDB made a huge difference when he did come on, I think 20 minutes to go, I think it was. Had we maybe had him in the whole of the second half, we probably would have won, or at least we got a draw. Um, I'd have been happy with the draw, really, after the number of shots we didn't we had. I mean, we can't shoot from distance, it would appear. I don't know what the others think about that. Um, we never got really cl- into their box that often because it was so crowded. But should we really be talking here about, you know, we played quite well and we're not going to give them that much credit against a t- team in the third tier that we've just lost against? I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm struggling a bit myself. It should, we couldn't have played that well. Certainly our finishing was dreadful, wasn't it? Well, what were we missing up well, top then? I think we've given them credit. Um, Wigan defended very well and we, we played okay without being at our best without being at our most creative I think it probably says something about Pep's priorities that you know a man down and he takes Sane off at half time because he will have just said you need, you've been out for a few weeks you had 10 minutes in the last game you're going to play half a match and then you're 1-0 down and he says to Silva I'm taking you off if if Pep really wanted to win that or get a goal back Silva would have stayed on and De Bruyne would have come on for someone else but Silva's been out for a while now and has played an hour and he gets taken off. So you can see that Pep obviously wanted to win, let's not kid ourselves, yeah. but he was still conscious that we have got bigger games coming up and he needs our better players to be fit and ready for those. You, you can't say he's not committed to winning it. He got quite agitated, didn't he? And, and we'll talk about the sending off in a minute. But, but in terms of his reaction... And we were fortunate to have cameras in the tunnel, which we don't always do, and it was beam live, and maybe they would have cut that out if it was maybe a, uh, a sort of an edited show. But he was he was very animated, wasn't he, when uh, when Mr. Cook sort of, he thinks, maybe influenced the, the officials, potentially? Is that what we're talking about here? I think he certainly did. But yes, he's a very passionate man. I think he wants to win every game. He's a perfectionist. I think we all shared his frustration on the night. We should have won. We didn't play great, but we played more than well enough to win. 99 times out of 100. But just on that point about Pep, and I'm sure we'll discuss the kind of his reaction and red card or not and what happened with the ref, Pep doesn't... It's a few times now he doesn't look great at all when we lose or draw or no. he perceives an injustice. And you know, he gets a bit sarky in interviews and, and doesn't just doesn't come across very well. But the kind of you look at social media and fans of other clubs are so quick to have a go at him that he's been built up to be this all-conquering messiah of English football and they take such pride and pleasure in seeing him struggle and you think it's actually that kind of spark in him that little bit of craziness that when things aren't going well for us he loses it it's that spark which makes him the best manager in the world and has made us win the league by November and fans seem so quick to want him to fail to prove whether it's this kind of English mentality of we don't want a foreigner coming in and saying I'm going to change the way that you play football and introduce a philosophy and style that no manager has ever done but he has done and people said oh you can never win the league playing the way you do you can never do this he has he's implemented something new and people are so quick to want him to fail when maybe they should just take a step back and think this guy is a genius changing the way we view football maybe we can learn something from him. Stuart, what's your spin on Pep? I mean, Stephen's given given one view here. Yeah. 
But I guess, as he rightly says, fans of other teams will look at it differently. You know, he's, he's had it all his own way. He's spent millions. He's got the best squad in the league. Uh, we're walking it by a country mile. And the minute something goes wrong, he chucks his toys out of the pram. Is how some are describing it. Certainly not my view. I'm just talking Well, about- I don't think that's not my view either. I think he gets very passionate, like you say. And, he, he, you know, he gets upset. And he's a perfectionist. And he's probably a flawed genius. Most geniuses are flawed in some way or another. It's, it's down to jealousy, and it's the British or English trait. Build them up, knock them down. And that's what people like to see. They'd rather have somebody in, you know, knocked down after being right at the top of their game than they would building somebody up and keeping them up. I, I, I have no, no complaints about Pep's behaviour at all. From one floor genius to another, Tony Newgrush. <laughs> Thank you very much. I think he spoke very well after the game. He said, look, I thought the performance was great, the passion was there, the commitment was there. We didn't get the breaks, but I judged the players on the performance, not the result. You know, he could have come out and said, you know, we had the wrong attitude, the players needed to kick up the backside. None of that. Yes, it hurts. It hurts for us and it hurts for them, I'm sure. But he's absolutely right. It just wasn't our night. We take it on the chin and we move on. Fabian Delph need a kick up the backside? Diving in with a minute to go at half-time? It, it wasn't a tackle he needed to make. That said, I thought it was somewhat harsh and extraordinary for a referee to apparently book him and then change his mind afterwards no doubt and the undue pressure from uh, the Wigan players and fans and he should know better as an experienced referee but he did give him a decision to make I thought it was harsh though especially given some of the tackles we've been on the receiving end of this season and that's what everybody's going to compare isn't it they're going to talk about the alley the alley tackle they're going to talk about the Cardiff tackle on Sane everybody's going to bring that up I think it was a bad tackle from Delph for me that was a, a definite red and as we've said if that's on a City player Pep would be up in arms yeah. um, but as, as Tony says it, it's the way that Taylor the ref gets the yellow out straight away and that's and that's what he does when he cautions people that, that's, that yeah. is his habit and he's he probably straight. actually decided too quickly that that's yeah. a yellow yeah. um, and then he's got his pencil out to write and, and at that point the question is is he influenced by the Wigan players surrounding him in which case it's quite weak refereeing even though he might have made the right decision it's weak to change his mind has he been influenced potentially by a linesman or the fourth official saying something in his ear, which especially I think what Pep's gripe was, was if Wigan's manager was speaking to the fourth official yeah. who's then relayed something to Pep, that's not on. Yeah. Um, but ultimately I think it's the right decision to send him off. And I suspect, and this is all conjecture we don't know, do we? And this is why we come in every week and do this. Uh, I suspect it's more likely to be what's been said in his ear because he is an experienced official. And we don't know what the assistants have said or the fourth official have said, but I suspect it's their influence that has made him change his mind. There's no question he's changed his mind, in my view. Yeah, the yellow card comes out, and that's what they do. That it's always kept in that pocket, isn't it? It comes straight out. Does he bring the you know as a referee, Nigel? You may know. Does he bring the yellow out quickly to try to diffuse the tension? Absolutely. And, and, and when you're trained, when you're coached, when you call a player to you, and, and obviously in, in my league, you know, we don't know everybody's name straight away as they do, <laughs> do in the Premier League, you say to them, this is a caution, just because it kind of defuses it, so they don't think they're being sent off. So you say, all I'm doing is cautioning, so come in, let's take your name, is the way I was trained, and that was the first thing you do, and they kind of know, and then you write it down, then I, then I tend to produce the, the yellow card, which is normally kept in my top pocket, by the way, and the red card is in my back pocket. So if you come along on a Sunday morning, you see me go to my back pocket, you know they're in trouble. Stuart Brodkin. Is there any precedence for that happening ever before? I, I can't I've remember it. I can't remember it happening, I have to say. 
And, and so what's your view? I mean, he's changed I his mind. What about the argument that he's made the right decision? Because most people around this table, you're all reasonable guys, you, you may feel it wasn't, you may have I a different I think it was view. a straight yellow. You thought it was a straight yellow? I think it was a, it was a bad tackle, it was borderline. If he's brought a yellow out, I thought, okay, we may have got away with one. But yep. I don't think it was a straight, I don't think it was a definite red. To me, anyway, and having looked at a few replays, but sure. you know, but the, the 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 worst thing about it was that he changed his mind or appeared to change his mind. Once he's taken the yellow out, is that it? Obviously not. No. So well, we can have the situation occur every week in the league, in the Premier League or any other competition we're in. The referee takes a yellow card out and then oh, I'll have another think about that. I'll make it a red. Well, that's that's not going to be. Happen, I don't want to get into, I don't want to get into VAR no, again, no. but but I'd, just one thing very quickly, if I may, is that people will argue that actually what VAR does in many situations is get the right result, and this was the right result in many people's view. The other issue for me, and the reason why I don't think we want VAR, and I'm sound like an old record here, is <laughs> this is about opinion. And I'm going on about the same record I know, forgive me. But this is about opinion. And you'll have one referee saying that's a red, a red, and your good self, Stuart, saying it's not. It's a straight yellow. And at the end of the day, it is about opinion. That's why VAR will not help us in this situation. Yeah. Could, ever, I could ever. not agree more. <coughs> in this situation, stuff like offsides, though, perhaps Well, no, different. I disagree. Again, because we're now into VAR. Because there was a, <coughs> a game involving that team from just outside Manchester playing red. And I think there was an offside which VAR sort of had a view. And VAR said it was offside. Yeah. But it was by the smallest of... You know, yeah, but it was account. offside. But it's offside and people are saying, be, well, you oh, you give the benefit pregnant. of the doubt. Well, no, you don't. It's, e- it's, by- it's either offside or it's not. Yeah. You don't go in, in tennis. Federer doesn't hit a shot down the line and it's out, but it was called in. So, you know, it's quite close <laughs> and we'll give it to him. But well, we, we've got a decision. We are on VAR. Here we go. Uh, didn't, didn't expect to go down the street, but we're here now. But at the end of the at the end of the day, Stephen, it just changes the whole game, and that's the issue for me. It isn't just about the opinion issue that we've discussed. But if we're then talking about that offside, it totally, it fundamentally changes the flow of the game, the speed of the game. It all stops. We have to look at something, or in, in most fans' case, we don't look at anything. It's just the referee looks at it. That needs to be sorted. But it's a case that I just think tennis is different. You know, they go back and they play each ball. Football is a flowing game, and we're going to keep stopping it to check the AR. I just think it changes the whole thing, and I'm I'm not a fan, as you know. Hmm. I don't think it made any difference, by the way, to the way we played. No, I think you know, for a team to have eighty three percent possession, yeah, with ten men for half a game, it's astonishing, really. I mean, it shows you how good we actually are and how we control the game and control the ball, keep the ball. So I'm not blaming Delph. I'm not blaming the referee for us not winning or losing. Who are you blaming? The fact that we had no luck at any point in that game. If any, you know, any of our three or four chances in the first half, which were good ones... Is it not that Aguero was wasteful, Gundogan was wasteful? Yeah, they're all wasteful to a point, yeah. Yeah. All of them are wasteful. But, you know, in most games, not everybody is wasteful. In this particular game, every single player who had a shot or a chance was wasteful. And that rarely happens in a game. Can I talk about the defence? No, (laughs) not really. (laughs) Because, well, let's start with the keeper. Um... And, and let's just cover this one off uh, we all know that Edison's a better keeper than Bravo Bravo's probably not the best shot stopper in the world uh, at fault for the goal would we say or being a bit harsh if we say they're not positioned brilliantly only had one shot didn't save it again you know is that kind of a, a problem or am I being really unkind now could have done better in my humble opinion could have done better I did expect him to save it 
wasn't hit that hard. Yeah, it's pretty well placed. I think yeah. Edison would have saved it. I think, if not saved, it got closer to it. I'm not sure Grigg hit it, actually, as he wanted. People are saying, what a brilliant FA Cup goal. He slipped, exactly. Mishit it, but it's gone perfectly for him. But yeah, it didn't didn't seem the most powerful strike. On a more general note, with Bravo, I always feel less confident. I think the defence feels less confident with him behind them. Yeah. That's my point. What about this? But he got his head on the end of a cross near the end. I thought that could have been his moment. Yeah, well, indeed. He went up for a corner. Yeah, he seems better in the other penalty area. Maybe we should play him Edison midfield and play him up top. Maybe we might knock a few more in for us in those those sort of games where we need a goal. Um, What about this new centre-half pairing? Is it right to kind of introduce that halfway through the season experiment? Isn't it a bit destabilising? Somebody used the word destabilising with putting Laporte and Stones together in a game like this. Disagree with that, I think. I'm here, to, I'm here to ask these questions, as you understand. You are, um, but I disagree with whoever said it's destabilising. I'll give you a clue. Her initials are Lisa Rabinowitz. Yep, um, and you know, I've been on the podcast many times with Lisa. I don't agree with her point of view on this occasion. Um, Laporte, as you've signed him for 50-odd million, he's settled in all right. He's done well in the game so far. Stones, I don't think he's been the same player since his injury. I think was brilliant alongside Otamendi the first half of the season, has struggled since he's come back. But to say that it destabilised us to, you know, there, we've got, we're lucky actually, we've got four top quality centre-backs, all with slightly different qualities, um, company depending on whether he's fit or not. Otamendi's been our first choice and remains so. Um, so to give him a game off when he's played pretty much every match this season, company you're almost picking and choosing his matches at the moment. I think Stones and Laporte both suit Pep system perfectly I think they're both very good players didn't cover themselves in glory last night I would I would argue yeah look Walker was clearly at fault letting the ball under his feet Stones is still playing his way back in Laporte yeah needs time to settle in Danilo had a bit of a stinker quite frankly certainly for the first half hour Bravo behind them it's never going to be the firmest of platforms and normally we get away with it don't we and we forget about the misplaced passes and the missed shots because we score five or six and everything's wonderful in the world so yeah we tend to dwell a little bit on the negative this morning but they'll all come good I'm sure begs the question now with Delft's red card who plays at left back in the cup final and is it Chelsea and Arsenal in the league after that Zinchenko is a more attacking option Delino more experienced but, as you say, Tony hasn't covered himself in glory at left-back. <clears throat> no, hopefully. Or right-back. Yeah, Mendy not far away now, is he? Let's, let's hope he's back sooner rather than later. I think, I think he would make a huge difference. Um, from what you said, and we're obviously going to come on to the, the cup final in a, in a moment, but would you go with Zinchenko then? Is that, is that, would that be your preferred option from what it's, you just it's said? It's the more attacking option. Um, and he's looked very comfortable on the ball whenever he's played and, and seems to suit coming a bit more into midfield or, or working with Sané on the left. But he has been at fault for a couple of goals defensively and it's that question of Arsenal are much better going forward than they are going backwards. Um, I think Pep will opt for the bold choice and go for Zinchenko. I think so too, yeah. Um, yeah. Danilo does brings nothing to the table for me. Scored a worldie the other week. I don't care. You don't care, do you, Chip? You I don't, don't care. care. He can't defend. He was hopeless last night, as you say, for the first half hour, probably for longer than that. I mean, he, he probably was a good player in his day, but his day was some time ago. I, I would go with Zinchenko. Definitely. What about the end of the game, then? 
Should we talk about stewarding? Or lack of? Oh, that's, that's a bit, you know, to, to be honest, that's, that's disgraceful. In this day and age, with kind of a, you know, the, the sort of, I don't know, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? The kind of the um, emotion that clearly was going to be involved in, in a game like that. You know, their biggest game in seasons. The, the best team in the land visiting. And they realised that the final whistle was going to be probably people on the pitch. It wasn't a huge surprise, was it, when we saw people, you know, what tends to happen, doesn't it, in these smaller clubs, people who want to get on the pitch and celebrate. And there was, I didn't see anybody in a yellow jacket. Well, mm. maybe they're all in the tunnel, hoping that Pep and Cook were going to get out again. Maybe hundreds of them all in the tunnel managing that situation rather than the fans on the pitch. It was didn't look great to me. Poor. They were goading us at the end. I mean, why? I don't know. They'd won. Let's just get on with it and celebrate. That, You're a Wigan what fan. What do you want to goad do? City fans for? That's what, that's what football fans do. But, I mean, why? It's their greatest moment. Why sully it? Why spoil it? And apparently Aguero was spat at and abused and was defending himself. As he does. Well, that's it. I, I don't blame Aguero. I mean, you know, when players I think are, he was restrained. Yeah. But I then, you know, the police, however many stewards you have, if thousands of fans want to invade the pitch at the end of the match, they're going to get on the pitch. I think the question is why... And I, I can fully understand Wigan fans goading City fans. That's just football rivalry. The question is why someone feels the need to go up to Aguero and abuse him and spit at him and hit him why a football fan can't just be happy happy at winning and you know sticking two fingers up at the City fans without <coughs> physically or verbally abusing an opposition player I just think it really reflects poorly on the fan it's not a football issue but it reflects poorly on the club as well because that's my point at the start we know we know this Does is a highly ch- yeah, not our club I'm talking about no, Wigan but you, highly you charged five stewards to run on and surround every city player as they walk off the pitch well they're going to have more than five stewards at the ground that's my point unless they're all in the tunnel as I've said many times but it, it just it was, it, it was poorly managed and if, because it's about protection of players it, it, what if it had a knife or a gun or I mean there's all sorts of things that, that could have gone on and that's just totally unacceptable to have that amount of people on the pitch and not a steward inside. It's yeah. absolutely out of order. Were there any police there? Well, I didn't I see, see any. many. No, it was a shame, really. It's a shame for Wigan as well, isn't it? It's tainted what should have been their biggest night in, well, five years, dare I say. Um, <laughs> and then a year before that, yeah. a year before that. <laughs> so what about Aguero? No punishment for him then? There shouldn't be anything? Should People no. shouldn't be looking at this? He was just defending himself. Um, no doubt the FA will look at it, but hopefully we move on. And Pep and Paul Cook, just finally, while we're talking about behaviour, sort of... Handbags. The, handbags? A bit more than handbags. It wasn't much more than that, I don't think. No? They were just, having to be go, restrained. just shouting at each other, weren't they? Had to be no restrained. gouging involved, no throwing of milk. Peter Reid had to get involved, who's now on the coaching staff, I yeah, read, at, at, uh, Wigan, yeah. at Wigan with Paul Cook. Had to sort of pull Paul pull. Pull, pull, it's not easy to say, is it? Pull, pull, cook away. <laughs> yeah, as I said before, I don't think Pep comes across well in those situations. Um, it didn't look nice. I think it was more than handbags, but Pep shook hands at the end of the match, was pretty sensible in his comments after the game. He could have escalated it, um, but I think he realised he's got nothing to gain from extending the confrontation. Well, there's no point extending this half of the show either, is there? We'll take a quick break. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Welcome back. Let's talk about something positive, gentlemen. Uh, we haven't talked about our excellent win 
in Switzerland against Basel or Basel, depending. Or Baal, I think my father wanted me to call it, I think, before I came on as well, which is uh, not sure which one's right. Let us know. Uh, we're on Twitter, at City Podcast. How the hell do you pronounce it? But wh- however you pronounce it, 4-0 victory for the Sky Blues. Seems like um, about... 100 years ago. I Seems a long time ago. Not, yeah, we, we But a good result to take well, back to the yeah. Etihad. Uh, and you'd like to think that uh, we've got one foot in the quarterfinals. Absolutely. It's killed off the the, the second leg, basically. Um, I think Matt Letizio said, if they don't get through, it'll be the biggest shock in football. I think that was overtaken last night. <laughs> <Never> <laughs> the mind. second biggest shock the in football. The second biggest shock ever yeah. in football. But yeah, we played well. We, Is that more of a shock than the FA Cup win? Or the quarterfinals? No, we won't go there. Know. No, no. <laughs> So, Basel, good result. Well, can I, Gun, can Gun I, to one on the score indeed, sheet. Can I make a confession? You can do, say anything you like. It was, it was my wife's birthday on Tuesday, so can <gasps> yeah. I just say I hope Did you had a good time, dear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That was not very um, fair. Very good. So, yes. No, we did very well, didn't we? But it was, you know, again, 23 minutes, 3 nil up, cruising, all over, business as usual. It was a bit dull, wasn't it? Not like last night. That was at least exciting. <laughs> Let's look on the positive set. Thank you. They did have a couple of chances, Basil, early on. That Oberlin no, has scored four, God knows how, he's scored four Champions League goals this season or in five games or something. He looked like a big lump to me. He looked like Lukaku without the skill. So Lukaku then? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, very good season. No, we, we, we played okay. We played really well. I mean, they're not very good, judged on that performance. Yeah, but we can not very good either. Yeah. Anyway, but we thought kids. this was no, going to be positive. Kids, so we were, sorry. No, didn't they beat some team from Stratford not so long ago? Though? They, they did. did. One yeah. They did. Listen, that's good news. And the other good news is we're back at Wembley. The long trip down the M6 and the M1 all the way to Wembley uh, for the Carabao Cup final. The League Cup final against Arsenal. And uh, let's sort of just reflect on that. We're back at Wembley. It could be Pep's first bit of silverware. He's going to take this seriously, isn't he? He's going to. He's not going to sort of muck about, is he? Here, apart, is he going to muck about with his goalkeeper? Let's start there. Is he? He is, isn't I think he? He's said nodding. that Bravo will play. I know play. he has, but can he change his mind? He won't. Uh, it's the same as Arsenal. Arsenal will have Ospina in goal. He's, he, he's made a, an agreement with him that he'll play in every cup game, and I think the same must apply to Bravo. Right, well, it's a big game now for both teams, really, yeah. isn't it? Arsenal's only chance of a trophy. Yep. We need to get back on the winning track. You know, <laughs> Can you imagine if we lose again? It'll be crisis. like, you know, there'll it's be crisis. panic Curtains. on the streets of Rush Home, won't they? Pep out, bring back Jimmy Frizzell, <laughs> whatever next. So we need to win, don't we? And we want to win. We will win. So how do you, how's he going to line up then? Are we we going full strength? Apart from the keeper, is, is he? We've already had the conversation about the left back, which clearly I, I agree with you. I think he's going to go with Zinchenko. I think Danilo is just not good enough. No. I think one of the centre back places is up for grubs. Otamendi comes in. Pretty sure about that. And Stones. Oh, st- Stones has looked company shaky. Company big game. Big experience. Well, he, has, he has to be fair. He's got decisions to make, hasn't yeah. he? This is the yeah. issue here. This is not midfield. The three is probably easy. Fernandinho, well, Fernandinho De picks Silva. Him, Fernandinho picks himself. Yeah, I think Gundogan probably drops out. Yeah, yeah played a few games, but your two creators are back. And then it's again. Bernardo has looked better recently. Played every game. Is Sane fit enough to to start? I imagine it will be Sane, Aguero, Sterling with Bernardo off the bench, but. It, it's suddenly that player's returning gives Pep the, the choices that he's not had the last month or so. Yeah, Jesus will be on the bench, I think. Is he, is he going to be ready to so, be on the bench? Be wow. surprised. I, I, I will be surprised if he does. Well, he's he was well. He was rumoured to be back last night, wasn't he? So, 
Let's hope so. We need, need, we could do with him back. Any comments on Stephen's kind of run through sort of the team? His views? Any, any challenges to that? Anything you would change particularly? I, mean, I think that a- is officially our. You could argue Aguero or Jesus, but clearly Aguero's got the uh, jersey at the moment. I think that is our our strongest. But 11. what about the defense? I mean, the defense is the big issue. We talked about these four centre backs for two positions. Agreed. And you can perm any two from mm-hmm. those four. Where, where where would you go? Well, I think Company will be on the bench. Um, I don't Just not enough, enough match time. Yeah, and, uh, agreed. Yeah. And I think it's right. Otamendi so deserves. Well, from? Otamendi clearly deserves his With place. Who? Well, I think that's the harder choice, isn't it? Laporte or Stones? Yeah. I would have said Stones. He's not, as you say, overly convinced since he's been back, but I think he probably deserves it. I think we should also acknowledge as well, we're quite lucky to be in the League Cup final. Um, we got through on penalties a couple of times. We've had our luck there. We didn't last night. That's what it was all it's, used up. Yeah. yeah, that's the way it goes sometimes. And what if we, I'm, I'm going to, I said we're going to be positive. What if we don't, what if we don't win this, Stuart? What, what will I'm people start con- to? Not even considering well, that. I understand that. You're a big City fan. You've been a City fan longer than most people I know. Um, but, but, but let's just sort of, because we talk about sort of well, I, I different, don't different you, scenarios here. So just, just, for, we all want us to win. We're all going to be there. We know that. Um, but, but what if, let's just say, what if we don't win this game? Well, I don't We're out of the should, FA Cup. I don't we think we should league. consider not winning that game. I think that's a game we've got, we've got a better team than Arsenal. We've got, um, we've got better players, better team, better manager, better everything. I mean, unless we get some terrible decisions as we did in the semi-final, yeah. um, we'll win. Right. I'm not considering right. losing. Well, well, I don't maybe think Tony. What like, if. Maybe Tony will. All right, fine. Okay. Well, t- maybe maybe t- that's what this this is about. What what if? I know who you want to win, Tony. I realise that you're wearing your sky Let blue shirt think. again. Yes. So so if we lose that, what what sort of questions will be asked? What will be the view of City season, if you like? It will be disappointing, but this isn't like in 2011 where this is our first attempt to win a trophy in 35 years and might be our last attempt for 35 years. Um, there will be other opportunities. So I hope we can all enjoy it. Of course, I hope we win. Yes, of course, the papers will make this into a huge crisis at City, losing two games on the bounce. Arsenal are a good team on the day. Let's be honest about it. Yes, they've lost their starting three strikers since the beginning of the season, when you think (laughs) about it. Walcott, Giroud. Yeah, well, Walcott, Giroud, Sanchez. Yeah, Um, they've all gone. Um, Is vegetarian injured as well? Able to play. Who? Vegetarian, Mkhitaryan, whatever he's called. No, is he, is he eligible? I have no idea. <laughs> I wouldn't think he is, isn't he? Don't know. I think both he and Obama Young. Obama Young, Lacazette. They've got a lot of attacking quality. No, Lacazette's injured, yeah. He's out. In the squad, but on the day, Lacazette's not available. Good track back. Stephen. I think in terms of how we set up to play, it's two very similar teams. We're better. I think we're better defensively and we're better going forward. Um, but I don't think you can discount Arsenal. You know, they did a number on us in the semi-final last year when we all expected to win. Um, I, we'll be smarting after losing to Wigan. I think the players will come out. They'll feel hard done by by the refs' decisions, and I think they'll want to prove a point. Um, but you just question: Will we have lost any of the momentum and confidence we've built up? Probably not. I, I'd back us to win. I, I, I think Arsenal's game will suit us. The way they set up, the way they play. I think there'll be some space for us and we should take advantage of it. And it should be a great game of football. It you should, know, it credit to Arsenal. They do at least try and play. Yes, yeah. they're yeah. even more frail than we are at the back. But, um, you know, <laughs> let's just go and enjoy it. We know the league is in our own hands and should be there. We've got the Champions League to look forward to. So it should be a great day out. And with a bit of luck, our first bit of silverware for the season. So give us your prediction then, Tony, finally. 
Oh, it'll never be easy, will it? I mean, funnily enough, I speak to a mate last night before the game and we're saying, this is great. We don't have typical City anymore. And it was typical of City that we had typical City in the end, wasn't it? So expect the unexpected. I think it will be quite tight. 2-1, maybe? 2-1 City, Stuart? 3-1 or 2-1. And finally, Stephen? 3-1. To who? Our City. (laughs) To our City. Our City. Mr. Rothband? I'm going for a 2-0 win to City. 2-0. We're going to keep a clean sheet. With Bravo in goal. With Bravo in goal. <laughs> so we're limiting Arsenal to, to no <laughs> shots. <laughs> a huge thanks to my three guests, to Stuart Brogdon, to Sonia Newgrosh, and to Stephen Allwise. This is Nigel Rothband saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk and we're also available on all podcast platforms including iTunes, Acast and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.